Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, man? Man, I am uh, playing a bizarre game of chicken yeah. with uh, my front passenger side tire, oh. which has like a gumball. The, the bubble's still growing? Yeah, 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 and I, I have not fixed that. Yeah, you need to get that taken care of, because we're taking that car to Dragon Con in like three <laughs> weeks. Uh, you know, if I get it registered before then, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I should take it out of state. <laughs> Seven months past due. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Today uh, will be confessions. <laughs> confessions yeah. of a Florida man. Um, yes, confessions of a Florida. Oh God, that'd be a great podcast. We should do that instead. Uh, I mean, that's really kind of half of what this podcast is, anyways. It's it's just mixed in there. Hey, Carlos. How are hey, you doing? Hey, Carlos is here too. Carlos just learned what ASMR is. Yeah. Yes, yep. and um, the soothing sounds of Stephen and actually Stephen's beard. Uh, rubbing against the microphone and, and Joe's uh, beer and Joe's, Joe's beer, beer. Uh, this is a great time to introduce the other co-host of our show beer <laughs> beer <laughs> Steve what you drinking <laughs> I uh I got I got the a fair hope here it's uh, the last of the fair hopes from the uh from the Alabama trip so you didn't get a new one uh nope you I, did not get a new go, hope I didn't uh hey! nope, just a fair hope oh fair hope yeah man. so I got the uh, fair hope I drank therefore I amber uh, lager again, so sweet. which is good. Joe, what do you got? I, uh, I'm doing magic hat. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast that I bought a 12 pack of magic hat. Oh yeah. So that I could drink the barroom hero and then I'm slowly but surely killing the rest You're of them. You're working your way through the rest yes, of them. Yeah. You know, diligently. Diligence. I've been doing a lot of diligent work lately. Actually. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. I am not on a lot of sleep is in the last three weeks I've had 80 hours of overtime. Yeah. <laughs> So for I those, am not sleeping. For those well. listening at home, go ahead and take an over under on how long you think Joe makes it uh, before falling asleep. That, nah, the, the tonight scene. I'm in the. He does seem I, a little I, hopped I'm up. excited tonight. He seems a little hopped up though, so maybe we'll see. Well, no, because I like He's the travel pumped. episodes. I, I actually dislike the parts yeah. where we talk about X Wing, but I like the parts about when people go to X Wing tournaments. Yes. And Carlos, I believe you had an exciting weekend, didn't you? Segway. I did, but here, let me first talk about my. Oh yes, beer yes. Here, which Describe I, yeah. to me I'm the beer. Sure. Well, first, I'm pretty sure I got wine coolers or something like that. These bottles are. Does it say Bartles like and James? Uh, is it Zima? It's Zima. No, I got some Goose Island. Um, uh, and so this is going to be my first um, non recommendation. Um, so basically, don't buy don't, Goose Island. Don't buy. Goose no, Island, well, Goose Island not... is fine. Okay. Wait, which one did you get? I like Goose Island. I got this SPF. I don't know what that is. I don't so, know what that is. Ale either. with natural passion fruit flavor. Um, it literally, it tastes like a wine cooler. It doesn't, it tastes like shit. I don't think my alcohol Just needs to protect sweet. my insides from the sun. I don't know though, cause I've been drinking, um, all week I got Swampheads new Rattler, which the name of which I can't remember, which is unfortunate. I just yeah. tell you how this week's going. Swampheads good. Swamphead is great. And Rattlers are good too, but like I can drink one of them after a hard day of work cause they taste like lemonade mm. and like they're kind of sticky. So yeah. like after one, I'm like, do you, do you drink? Yeah. Have you been drinking those, those, I see them all the time. The natter days, the, the natty uh, light 
No, that's a punishment for when I lose games of X-Wing. And I protect myself from that by, you know, not playing games of X-Wing. Trying is the first step towards failure. Yeah. Are those the equivalent of, like, Bud Light Limes, uh, I guess, for yeah, pretty guys much. that want to drink a purple beer, I guess? Uh, I guess. I don't know. They're the kind of thing that Don Chaladas were, like, invented for. Oh, Don Chaladas. Oh. <laughs> Carlos, do you know what Don Chalada is? I have no idea. This is not a. This is not a, a an ethnic thing. Um, it's a, Ch- just a terrible <laughs> thing. Yeah, no. It's just Don, awful. Don Chalada. Yeah, I don't are, need to. I don't need to be bilingual to know. Yeah, no, no, no. It wouldn't <laughs> help you any. A Don Chalada is something that we found at at Total Wine, and we use them for the for our our bad gift exchange because a Don Chalada is a styrofoam cup with a little pill of B, uh, B vitamins in the bottom of it that's supposed to dissolve in whatever crappy beer that you put on it. And I haven't gotten the best part yet, though. Around the rim of the styrofoam cup is what I'm pretty sure is just taco seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, there, so you a, pour there was like a, a packet t- of taco seasoning to pour into the beer, too. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, God. I, never, I, I don't know I, I, I got that call it taco seasoning because it was just salty and like... Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just taco seasoning. It was red. Yeah, it was... It, so, it is. I, I don't know... But the best part about it is if you went to their website, it linked to like a YouTube review of like the product, and it was not... A favorable review. Yeah. Guys, like, I don't know what this is. I got it at the Jiffy for 79 cents, and I've got to regret it. Yeah. I'm thinking about going and getting my money back. Yeah. Like, it's like they're trying, to sell it. they're trying to sell it as this thing that you, like, that you add to your like Coors Light. It was a beer enhancer. It was a beer enhancer. You like you, you get because like, apparently you B vitamins and taco seasoning make and, like, beer you, better. Kind of like your very standard bland beer, and you add this to it, and it was just terrible. Well, see, for the most part, uh, there's a very big trend, especially like uh, whenever I go to Colombia, they they call them micheladas, which is basically they do a salt rim and, and squeam lime juice in it, which is basically it's just yeah like a margarita, but just a beer instead of a. Yeah, well, that's what you do with like a like a Dos Equis or a, yeah, or a Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like uh, that sounds like the like nightmare version of that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think it, like, I think it's the version produced by somebody that had only tangentially heard of the original. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody that like got it third hand. Like they played the telephone game. Ev Stewart yeah, just described to me. If I described it to Steve, who described it to his two year old upstairs, who described yeah. it to Amber, who described it like back to me, and then I had to make one. I think yes. we somehow. I think we somehow ended up getting those after the company had gone out of business, though. They were on deep discount. Yeah, because they were on like super deep discount at Total Wine, and then we got curious, so we went to the website, and the website existed, but they had clearly been out of business for a while. And uh, apparently it was just the leftovers at, at the Total Wine was just trying to dump. But <laughs> I think they should have just dumped them. They should have just thrown them away. The better. Yeah. The better thing. <laughs> better not to surprise your customers with that. Yeah. It's like once you bought that, you're not going to want to drink anything else ever again. Yeah. yeah. It's like pretty much they should just sell them at AA meetings. Oh, yeah. That keep like, you yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of curing people of addiction, Carlos, I believe you traveled... Outside of the state, not with the uh, intention of playing X-Wing, and then you did anyway? Tell us about uh, that. Yeah, my lovely wife. Describe that. My lovely wife uh, and I uh, went to Gen Con. Uh, So, spent, uh, what, Thursday through Saturday there. Um, And, uh, yeah, so, uh, great event. Um, I've always loved Gen Con. I mean, since I wanted to go back since the first time I went. Um, so that was fun, uh, just and back and, and being at the event again. And uh, yeah, I uh, played the second day of the uh, X-Wing tournament. Uh, signed up at the last second. 
Holly, you know, gave me the okay when I got the itch again. And, you know, I was just like, you know, we're gonna have a vacation, baby. You know, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna spend time together. And then you woke up one morning, like, y'all got any more of that X wing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the itch because I made the final table at uh, the hyperspace trial. So all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I might be good at this X wing thing again. So, but wait, you like, already had a world ticket, there, right? No, that was that was how yes. I got his world. Well, he had a. No, I mean, you, yeah. you had and one when you went to LCQ. Oh, when you went to Gen Con, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I was just going uh, number one just to to play, just to kind of be in that uh, big tournament environment, especially since we got worlds coming up, and um, I did want to go through the gambit. Um, I heard it was seven rounds, cold, hard, you know, just straight up. No matter what the attendance was going to be, so God, that's a lot like, of rounds, and you had to yeah, go six and one to get be, the cut, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, six and one. That's hard. That's, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I basically, I was just like, you know what, this will be a good precursor uh, to that, you know, long-winded tournament. I, I need to make sure to keep that up to, um, you know, figure out where I where I sit as far as tournament fatigue goes. I, I I felt pretty good to be honest. Like after the seven rounds, I I, I think it was mainly because I performed you know better than I you know imagined. Um, I definitely didn't feel it as bad as I thought I would, um, and it definitely gave me some hopes there that um, you know outside of like hyperspace trials at these larger tournaments, you play those Swiss rounds and then you're done. You know what I mean? You can go rest and then you could start all over again the next day <laughs> but you know at least you get the rest you know uh, rest your feet and all that stuff so um, rest your liver you rest your liver a little bit <laughs> we'll get to that too after uh, Friday oh night. thank god we're yeah, see I, I'm excited about this episode this is going to be a good travel episode yeah yeah yeah. so the the first thing I do recommend as far as travel uh, this is a general recommendation anybody that has uh, uh, not gotten into this Holly and I didn't pay a single dime for our hotels or flights. Really? Uh, we you used... claim it was a work trip? You no. lie? <laughs> All points? On um, points, yeah. Uh, so travel points, uh, people should really look into these uh, cards that do the bonus oh, yeah. uh, uh, stuff and ahead of time. And uh, after you meet like a certain amount of money or whatever that you spend. Just I, I think it's important off. at this point to note, though, that we are not qualified to offer financial advice. Oh, yeah. and we should, no. Yes, we are not no, endorsing any not, products. I mean, um, yeah. I'm not, past performance I'm not, is not an indication of future returns. It was nice. It, I will say I bought my world's ticket yeah. today and I found out that I, I, I hadn't looked at my Delta account in a while. I actually had enough points for, for, my, for my flight to world, so that was good. Yeah. So. I'm no, looking at Steve nice with the, I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. How do you get points? <laughs> uh, by going on uh, other so flights these... or by, like, I have my Delta account hooked up to uh, my Wait, Marriott why would they account. Give you, why would they give you a free flight just for going on a flight? You it go on multiple like... flights and then they say, hey, you've gone on enough flights. Here's a free one. What? Yeah. Yeah. They're called Sky Miles. It's all works. How many of them do you have to go on? part of a program. Uh, I had to, 3, I had 000. like... I had like twenty thousand sky miles accumulated. Which that sounds like straight up Dragon Ball Z numbers. That's not actual miles you've flown. Uh, well, that's like well, that's also like I said. Like I, I had, added extra zeros for I had no my Marriott, reason. I had my Marriott account also hooked up to this, so every time I you uh, had a got a room at a Marriott chain hotel of some sort, it gave me points into my sky miles as well. I feel like listening to this conversation is making me complicit in some sort of Ponzi scheme. I mean, that's if what the feds are listening, <laughs> Corey, I'm talking to you. 
I didn't have anything to do with this. I don't know anything about this. I don't want to know anything about this. This sounds like internet bullshit. Oh, there's there's a, there's entire like uh, YouTube channels devoted to like scamming travel yeah. points. Like it's a oh thing. yeah YouTube channels. Is this and, like when you scammed that one? Uh, this is a huge thing. That one mobile game that you were ripping off. Well, I didn't rip off. I didn't rip off. <laughs> you that. did so. Force collection. Oh, Come on, <laughs> force collection. <laughs> all I know, all I, I played the game for about a year and I sold my account for $1,500 on the dark web. <laughs> Somewhere the guy and that you sold to was listening to this is like weeping. He's like, why did I waste my money on Because now the game no longer Steve's exists. bullshit account. <laughs> oh, this, uh, was it Force Arena? <laughs> no, Force Collection. It was, uh, uh, it even was a, more it was, a, it was a DCG, a, a digital card, uh, or digital collectible card game. It was like a MOBA that lasted like a minute and a half for people with severe ADD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was uh, it was weird, and I I got like I got into it from like day one, and just built up like a but pretty good Star account. Wars based, so we can it talk was Star about Wars it podcast, based, yeah. Man. So I so I I got I got it's really in me. Well, me and a couple guys at work got <laughs> like really into it. Yeah, we got super into it, and then we uh, I, I sold my account for like fifteen hundred bucks. He's my other uh, my boss sold his account for like two grand. He invested um, in illegal Bitcoin mining. <laughs> yeah, that money went right back into Bitcoin miners. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, so traveling to Gen Con. So anyways, back to Gen Con. Traveling to Gen Con. So yeah, so we went, uh, what do we want to talk about? General Gen Con experience? I want to talk about, okay, let me back up because Leah said, so you have a small child. Did they go with you? No. And to be completely honest, uh, so my wife uh, actually, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned in the podcast, she is pregnant again. Um, and the... This is the first time that she was away from Jake. Um, and <laughs> she goes, and literally, there were thousands of children there. I swear to God. Every Gen Con, you can, you can take a kid to Gen Con, like I think. Infants, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, infants, toddlers, and any age group that you could imagine. Yeah, uh, they're there. So she had her super mom guilt was just like, why did we bring him? But no, he was with his grandparents staying up it's till fine. Yeah, yeah, he'd rather be You know what? That. You need to you need to get out and have like an adult weekend. That's fine. Oh, of course. Don't, don't let like other said, people bring their kids make time. you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no, this was our first time um, away from Jake and all that stuff. So I, you know, with her, you know, I could understand that. Um, you know, she's been yeah. a breastfeeding mom and all that stuff. So um, that kind of detachment was a pretty big big step for her. But for me, I mean, I was just like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was ready. Like, I mean, I love the kid, but you know, just like I said, that adult time was uh, yeah. definitely refreshing. Um, so yeah, in general, um, the Gen Con experience was fun. Um, lots of play testing. Uh, that's what we, we usually like to do. We'd like to tell people how horrible their games are. No, that's um, fun. Oh, really? Uh, Cause I actually have, I actually have a prototype game that you can tell me how horrible it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's actually, no, we, we did a couple I, of those. I enjoy it. The, it's fun. Um, no, we, we yeah we tried some. I mean, there was one that we actually enjoyed pretty much. It was a very basic concept. It was like a gladiator game, and the guy was just like, "Yeah, I just kind of made it up for fun. I'm not really looking to make money off of it." And we're just like, well, "This is actually really fun, though. Like, you should like you should do something with this. Yeah, money. <laughs> so, um, so that was kind of cool. Just kind of seeing the thought process uh, that people have, um, you know, making games and all that stuff, and. Testing out new stuff, demoing uh, the vendor hall, obviously. So one of the drawbacks, for all, you know, obviously, of me uh, joining in this X-Wing turning out Saturday is that I told my wife, mistakenly, to go ahead and get whatever you want from the vendor hall because you'll know where I'll be so you can just leave the stuff there and so you don't have to carry it all day. 
Well, by the end of the day, I had like at least four or five giant bags of box games. So, <laughs> holy crap! Yeah, so she went uh, all out, and, and and some of them were gifts and, and like good deals and bundle deals and all that stuff. So, Did you get me um, the Tannhauser equipment deck? Because I need a one. He's of been those. looking for that for a long. I've been time. looking for that for many, many years. <laughs> and no. I am a, I am like a degenerate bargain shopper and will like any time we go travel to a tournament i'm constantly looking for that box like underneath the counter of like things <laughs> yeah. that will never sell yeah but like my holy grail of my board gaming collection is i really really want the Tannhauser equipment deck <laughs> and i've never found that like in physical yeah. form i've actually never seen one like i only know it exists because it was on the internet one time yeah well, one of the cool things, uh, there is also an auction um, they, on a daily basis, multiple auctions going on the whole entire time GenCon's going on. So a lot of times, you know, besides the actual auctioning, a lot of the, the, the items that don't get purchased, you know, they're set aside and you stand in line and then you walk into the library to basically look at all the stuff that got passed on. There's sometimes just you, you just fall into serious gold mines, basically. It's, you know, specifically if you're looking for something that, that you, you know, would want out of 300 people that <laughs> didn't make it out to Gen Con, you know, so um, <laughs> that part was really cool. Like, so there's plenty of obscure old shit that, you know, people haven't seen. You are forever. speaking my language. Yeah. I love so, nothing more than a dead game. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> like we, we bought a few uh, last time we went. We bought some again. Um, Give me a box of rage of, and I'm a happy camper. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anybody that's thinking about going to Gen Con, it, it is a bit very big uh, plan ahead type event. Uh, we did not uh, book a room uh, fast enough. Um, yeah, that's, so, the, that's the worst part about Gen Con is getting a room. Yeah, getting a room is really rough. And from what I've hear, it's like it doesn't really matter if you do end up getting a room in the, like, you know, block of blocks that they set up because they're usually expensive anyways because they're downtime indie. Um, so we stayed at La, La Quinta, like that was about a 15 minute drive away. Well, what that was a problem. We had to drive uh, though, right? We Ubered uh, every day. Our Uber basically to and from Gen Con costs us the same that it would for a parking pass. You were um, not able to secure day. scooters this time? Too far for scooters. Oh, that's a that's a long scooter. It's a long scooter, scooter right, haul. Yeah. <laughs> you had like put yeah. bottle rockets on it to get that well, little extra. Well, they, they were they were like as far away as we Just were when we went to Gen Con. Now. Oh, like beyond the ziggurats? <laughs> yeah, beyond yeah. the ziggurats. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska Territory but, has um, the best ziggurats. <laughs> the best, the greatest. Just uh, the you just the you just. <laughs> but some of the issues, uh, obviously, that that brought was just like carrying around all your stuff all day is just a pain in the ass so some of the benefits is like there's three things right there's three stages of gen con that you can do the first stage is you do it early you book a room somewhere within walking distance of the con so that way you can go back to your room drop off stuff as you start getting it because steve you guys did the, the second, second stage the second time yeah, went, right? the second year the, the second first year we went we we effed up and we we well we oh no we say the f word on here don't we yeah Oh, okay, we effed up, um, and we like stayed way far we away and had to drive in every day. We fucked, we fucked up. up. Yeah, and it was it was pretty terrible because <laughs> we we planned it so poorly, and then like we compounded that by daily planning it poorly. Like we stayed far away, which is a bad idea, and then we kept forgetting badges and other stupid shit like that. Well, it was the other part of the other problem was we had what five people. That we were in the and room. every day somebody forgot their so badge. So every every day there was some issue with somebody like 
needing to go back to the room for whatever reason. Yeah. And we had a, we had a rental car that we were all sharing, share, you know, carpooling in essentially. It just made things really difficult. So the second year when it, it was just me and Travis and Corey, we went to, we, uh, I managed, I booked, I did everything early and I managed to get a room in one of the hotels with a skywalk into the convention center. And the other thing that which we was did, a billion times better. The other thing we did that year that was probably really smart was Travis got me drunk at World of Beer and then told me not to go. Yeah. He was like, by the way, like this will be a terrible trip. You'll never make back your money, you know, with tournament prizes and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. You're gonna be like a million years in the hole and like you should by no means not go. You should by no means go. Yeah, yeah. And then he went and played a bunch of demos that played the whole that paid for the whole trip. Oh, dude, we made like we, yeah those Destiny demos Travis like and paid I made, for the trip. Travis, I made like fifteen hundred bucks on Destiny demo cards. Jeez, <laughs> and I sat at home. It was I mean, crazy. presumably masturbating. I don't know. With, <laughs> doing God knows what. No, yeah, God, so. God knows, and also whoever has access to my webcam. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so um, Corey, <laughs> Corey X is in the essay. <laughs> so, so obviously you can book, um, yeah, a room that's uh, walking distance from the con. The second stage, I, I would call it, which is basically you get a rental car. Um, that way, you can at least go back to the parking lot and fill in the trunk. Yeah, as you're yeah. Conning. And then the last one is what we did this time around, which I don't want to do again. Like, if we do end up going again. Uh, either book a room that's within walking distance or get or get a rental car anyways just because the convenience of being able to drop some stuff off not have to carry all your shit all day was uh, very very nice I'm willing, yeah. I'm willing to rent a car well, for three our, or four days to do that our friend Corey wants to go again next year he's already texted me about it so we're in the early planning stages nice. for, for, for possibly going next year yeah, uh, lots but, to do. Definitely I mean, recommend it for everyone. It gets I'd really be down for going again. Like our, we talked about it in the podcast a bunch of episodes back. Our first trip there was terrible. Yeah, like it, it's gonna go down in infamy as being one of the worst trips we've ever taken. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, it I, was just straight awful. But like on some level, I do love board games, and I'd love to go again. I'd love to do. Like, yeah. I'd love to do like demos and stuff. Well, the I problem is the, I don't know how to do them. I think the oh, you mean how to do the demos? Like I don't, I don't even know the like the protocol of like walking up, like, hey, can I get a demo of your game? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you find them. I don't know how you do. Well, that. I mean, the FFG booth has demo tables set up. You just get in line. Yeah, but but FFG games like four hours long. No, they do. They do <laughs> demo versions of the game where it's only like two or three rounds or something. They do, they they cut it down like. Well, two or three rounds of X Wing is still four hours long. Isn't it? No. <laughs> Not when you only have like two ships. Like the demo X Wing is like literally like the core set demo, is what they is what hmm. they do you know it's like a couple ships but the uh like the destiny demo uh, the, the year the year it was announced at gen con i think was like i want to say you played two turns and that was it two turns two rounds two rounds two rounds yeah yeah two turns like i'll activate i'll resolve no, 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 no. all right you play yeah you played two you <laughs> get played, out you played two rounds and this then way you, to the egress yeah well there was a line and people were just revolving through the line hmm. Like I was like I know like it was like me and Travis and like and uh, I love and how you're doing this. No, we were sending Corey over there to do it, like because we were playing Armada. And we oh were, God, why? Yeah, trust, <laughs> dude. So I went to play. So, I think X Wing's terrible. Armada's slow true, hell, dude. So I played in the Armada Gen Con that year, in 2016, and I don't own any Armada stuff, so I'm counting on Travis to, for my list. Did you have something like an eighty point initiative? Big yes. forgot stuff. Yeah, Travis forgot like an entire. <laughs> I think he shit. played like four hundred points in that game, but like he had like an eighty point initiative. Big yeah. Travis just forgot. It's a four hundred point game, and I played. I think I played with like three forty eight. I think was my actual. <laughs> 
So I had this ridiculous bid, and like I would sit down, and, and people, somebody would be like, I sat down against one guy, and he's like, he's like, he's like the he's the only person I beat that day. So I felt really bad about those hilarious because he's we sat down, and he's like. He's like all proud of himself. He's like, he's like, I got, he's like, I got like three seventy something. Like he was like, he was like, he was obviously the guy who had taken the extreme bid, not expecting to run into the guy who forgot a ship. <laughs> That's awesome. I also didn't have enough dice. I didn't have all the right dice. So okay, well, I was missing, like I was missing the blue let's dice. Let's take a or brief something. aside. It was, it was talk. terrible. Let's take a brief aside to I talk about the, that. I had to buy the dice app because, like, I looked in the box that Travis gave me. I'm like, "There's no blue dice in here." I, so, like, that's, I purchased the dice app. So, to, like, I have the dice app, so I'm just gonna use that. Do you guys ever like? One of the things I've discovered playing Destiny is it's always weird going to a big tournament and somebody asks you, like, "Why don't do you play this card in your deck or whatever?" Because it's a collectible card game, you know. Yeah. There's like any number of other ones. And they're like, "Do you have this card in your deck?" And you're like, "No." And they're like, why not? Like, because I don't own it. And they're like, wait, why would you not own every card you need? I'm like, because I'm broke. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have money for the CCG shit. I am married. I have a mortgage. (laughs) Like, no, I don't have that card here. That card's expensive. Yeah. I don't have to make it do with what I I brought. I don't have two four speeds in this deck. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I replaced them with functionally similar cards are not nearly as good yeah exactly let's see what happens let's see, let's see how this goes all right so let's get in now that we spent this much time just being completely off topic no no uh, it's not off topic because we're talking about going to gen we're con talking That's about all going to gen con. no but i did want we we're just talking about gen con in general but i wanted to uh carlos to start talk about his day uh of playing playing x-wing hey, we talking about, oh god x-wing jeez <laughs> addicts um <laughs> have we already finished Okay, really? okay, yeah, fine. Want to keep coming back fine. for the X-wing podcast? Fine. Let's talk. Let's talk about going to X-wing. So you decided to play in the X-wing tournament. You decided that morning, and the night before. Did you at least give poor Holly some notice you that you're decided gonna... like a week before, didn't you? The uh, week yeah, before, a few, da- a few days before. Yeah. Yeah. So this is premeditated. Um, That's even worse. That's first degree well, X-wing. I had to pack a list, so she saw me as. That's I, was I just assumed you packed. I assume you have a list on you everywhere you go. That's that's well, just me. I was going to say, of, Steve, right I'm now, if we hop in your car and went to Whataburger, would we be able to play on the tables? Would you have two lists? Oh, I, I'd have enough stuff to be able to, to, to get everybody in Whataburger playing X-Wing. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> a whole topic. That's the new, new catchphrase yeah. of this show is, you guys are freaking addicts. <laughs> all right. All right. So you had a list that you built the week before because this is premeditated. I didn't find yes. out about it until Saturday. No, Friday night. Oh, yeah. It was Friday night because oh, yeah. Steve was at my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve was at my house. He's like, guess who's playing X-Wing tomorrow? And I said, Steve. Or I'm sorry. He said, guess who's playing X-Wing at Gen Con tomorrow? I said, Steve. And Steve was like, no, I'm not at Gen Con. I was like, you got time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, Carlos did. I was like, that would have been my second guess. But yeah. So you had your list with you. What made uh, you choose this list? Uh, so I went to a final table in a hyperspace trial just a few weeks before. What was the uh, list, so, Carlos? Yeah. Let's start with that. The lake was Rick Ole, Olie, 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 with the R2 astromech uh, sinker and four V19 torts. What's yeah, Rick Olie's middle name, by the way? The, uh, hyperspace trial. Floater. Carlos, what's Rick Ole's middle name? I don't remember. It's Hightower Williamson. It's Williamson. That's <laughs> <laughs> a thing. Oh, is that, is that in order to make his points add up to what they were yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 10 letters long, so that, that evens out my, uh, my bet. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I took the same list uh, that I flew for the hyperspace trial. Um, 
And uh, yeah, just I mainly wanted to try it out uh, just to see how it did in extended. Uh, like, like I said, this is all yeah. sort of a precursor to Worlds. Um, so you played a hyperspace legal list and extended. That is correct. Yeah. That's what I did. A lot of guts. Sy- that's why I did the system open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You came yeah, in that so, thing. You're braver than I thought. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I mean, I, c- I can go wrap around. Uh, basically, so. Um, first of all, the first day was actually larger than the second. The first day, I think it was like 118 players or something like that. 119, like according to List Fortress. 119. Yeah. Oh, did they put? They did post it up. Yeah, they're posted. Interesting. Yeah. Um, really? So Carlos wants to read his own press. I do. <laughs> Going back and watch his own stream game. Oh my god, that was tragic. Uh, and I'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. <laughs> um, so there was on the second day seventy-eight players, so a little bit smaller floor. I didn't choose that on purpose, even though it actually uh, was a little bit more advantageous to play with less people. <laughs> fewer, but, um, fewer, fewer. Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's, quanti- I mean, it's quantifiable. I, it's all fewer. it meant was less people made the cut. No, no, like fewer people made the cut. That is true. Well, so, it didn't matter because it, it matter uh, the, the 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 record was the only thing that matters. So yeah, I understand that, but like, there's whatever, there's so but be, but with less players, you you just can't have as many people actually make the cut. So yeah, it was it, that was a, but, seven rounds is rough for for seventy yes. players, seventy seven players or whatever it was. So definitely a long day. Um, so I started off against a. a um, FO list, I think it was Kylo, uh, Tafson, and uh, Quickdraw. Uh, it actually came down to a final salvo. Um, I killed just Tafson, and he killed 65 points. Uh, so we tied for points destroyed, um, which uh, when he found out, uh, he <laughs> immediately, his face sunk when he realized he was rolling five dice against my 11. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is... That is not a subtle difference. No. Yeah. So, um, and it, he he flew amazing, uh, really really well in the beginning. Uh, definitely juked uh, my swarm out um, enough times with Kylo and Quick Draw where I wasn't being efficient at all. Uh, eventually, I cornered Tafson and and you know those those upsalons against the swarm to just get eaten up quick. Um, so I knew what my win condition was. Um, so at the time, like basically towards the end of the match, I figure if I kill Tafson, I tie on points, run away, go to final salvo. Uh, so that's exactly what I did. And, um, and I got four hits, you know, <laughs> I got four out of 11. You're yeah, 11 that was enough. got four hits? Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. terrible. Did you win that? Uh, second... Yeah, yeah, you only rolled two. <laughs> so, um, That's also terrible. Yeah. You only had so five, we, out of five, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, so second match was against FO again, uh, and uh, one of the things uh, that's you know, fucking outrageous. It was pretty crazy seeing uh, two FO lists in a row. I got you. Um, <laughs> fucking outrageous. It's sinking in, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he was flying to. Um, Two shuttles, so Tafson again, Kylo again, and then another Star Killer. Um, he decided to joust my swarm with the Upsalons. Not a good deal. I killed the Star Killer in two turns. Um, well, I mean, that then, seems okay. This that seems especially ineffective. I don't know the guy, so like, hopefully he's not upset that I'm saying this. But like, doesn't it take five hits to kill those stupid VTs? Don't they have five hull? Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, so, like, there was... those guys can't just elite one. 
They can technically. The two of them I together mean, rolling, can delete one, rolling, I guess? They're rolling eight dice, so they might be able to knock one out. Well, the two of them killing one of them doesn't seem like a good trade. I don't think so, no. I but don't like he, math, and I think it's a bad trade. He, um, <laughs> There was a critical point in the beginning. He did go for sinker first, which is I think is the right call. Um, it's so hard to do, but, though. I mean, he's, he's Yeah, struggling. sinker got away with, like, two hole. And then, you know, at the, end, at the end, yeah, and as he does, and at the end of the game, he said, you know, well, if I had, had I killed Sinker, and I'm like, well, yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, that's the whole situation. Frog had wings, you he want. wouldn't bump his ass when he hopped. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, it, after flying the list so much, is I hear that a lot. It's just like, well, yeah. had I killed Sinker? And it's like, well, that's well, the whole yeah. point. You put all your damage on it, and then now, you know, basically, Sinker gets away. Yeah. And now you're dealing without without being able to shoot at it again because the v19s are blocking your way they you can't get to them so um yeah so it's one of those situations where it's like i it was sort of like a finally uh my it was my first um since i think it said the top four match at, at the hyperspace trial it felt like it was just kind of like a autopilot round like i just like yeah. All right, i know what i'm doing and i and i want i was ahead and i just just stayed ahead basically um so that was good uh, third round was against uh, a drone swarm, and uh, my opponent actually at the last, uh, like towards the end of the match, said, "You know, I almost brought the initiative three drones, which would have made a huge, huge difference because I killed three of his drones in a first volley. Like it was nuts, nuts. Yeah. Like my dice were on fire." And his dice were the complete opposite. And that's the danger with um, drones, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, so wait, I thought you guys were initiative two, aren't they? So he was flying the initiative ones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. I think they, I think they have ones, twos, and threes, if I'm not mistaken, or do they just have ones and threes? Oh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know they have ones. They and might threes. have some. They have ones, uh, ones and uh, you know, two, then three. or semi unique. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. But uh, in any case, he had all initiative ones with Captain Seer. Um, and it was, I mean, surprisingly, he had eight ships and I had six, so 14 ships on the board. And I think I killed all but one of his ships. So it was a, it was a match that I, you would think with all the ships on the board sure. that it would end up a lot of ships would end up being surviving. But uh, no, I mean it just kind of. Well, I mean they, really exactly the there, there are actually no t- uh, PS2 or Initiative two drones at all. There you go. Yeah. So that was my third, fourth round match. I was against a resistance list. Uh, he had so this one's very very interesting. Uh, I think uh, Finn uh, with. Uh, heroic and there's C-3PO. Some, a couple of mixes. Yeah, there's a couple of mixes. I think C-3PO's it's, good. No, it's not C-3PO because this one has a red arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did you? I don't think. I don't, did you waka waka. <laughs> didn't recognize him. But uh, uh, Finn in that transport pod has three hole and one shield, and it is one of the hardest ships to bring down. Yeah. Uh, so the, this is a very good, good uh, ship. I think that's going to make a, a splash. <laughs> Uh, in both metas, since obviously it is hyperspace legal as well. Well, it's um, it's interesting because this is essentially like this Poe Tally Bastion list is was big getting played a fair bit back in hyperspace in uh, season one, and it's it essentially just took Lulo out and replaced it with Finn. 
Right. You know. Okay, so let's pretend I'm not familiar with any of these things. What's Finn's ability? Let me see if I can find it word for so, word. I always like reading it off. Give me a yeah. second. Yeah. So... Basically, he gets well, cool. uh, he gets to add a blank or a focus to his attack or defense. Why would he add a blank instead of a focus? So here um, we go. So while you defend, you or take a strain for adding a focus. Oh, okay. yeah. While you defend or perform an attack, you may add one blank result, or you may gain one strain token to add one focus result instead. So uh, combo that with heroic. Let's say you rolled two blanks. You can add a blank, and now you can re-roll all three of the dice. So oh. that's the first combination. The second mm-hmm. combination is. Uh, some people like running him with Perceptive Copilot. Gives you two focus tokens. Uh, for de- That's the for recon specialist, right? Yeah. 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 So for defense, a lot of times what they do is that they add the, uh, uh, add the strain to add the focus result. Now, basically, allowing you to get a free evade result. But the way the rules are written, that strain token then comes off. So you literally get to do it at no cost. Yeah. So on oh. defense, you, you you can use his ability to gain the focus token for free, and then you right. you basically lose a strain after you've been attacked. So like if you gain any, a strain oh, anytime you defend, yeah, after I mean, defending, I'm sorry, yeah. after you defend. So like if you yeah. gain a strain token while you're defending, it's essentially a free strain token because like yeah. you've already rolled dice. Already rolled the dice. Goes away. Yeah, and then as soon as you finish defending, the strain token goes away. So it it doesn't do anything at all for for him on defense. For defense, yeah. yeah. If you try to use yeah. it on offense, that, and it does stay uh, until you get shot, shot at or do a blue maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Man, That's he's the kind of thing that maybe incoherent in a tournament. If somebody was like, "This is how this works," I'm like that feels like cheating. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, thing, yeah, yeah exactly he, he is. He it is only cheating. Yeah, he is only initiative two, so he could. Well, cons- I mean, he, all, all things being equal, like when I say something feels like cheating, it's the kind of thing where somebody explains it to me, and like I feel like you're probably right, and you know what you're talking about. Yeah, but also I feel like I got cheated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know that they're gonna come out with a, an FAQ or something like that where they're gonna correct it, and it's just like. So you're taking advantage of a rules. It's like we're playing poker and I have the yeah. king of spades in my hand and you seem to have the king of hearts, diamonds, and clubs. Mm-hmm. You're probably right, but it feels I mean, a bit like that seems un... I mean, Finn is super common. good for his cost and what he is. Yeah, that's like, so but, but he's also, like, resistance, I think, as a whole, isn't going... I mean, it's not... It's not so broken that this is going to, you know. No, no, I don't think so either. Like, no, 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 it's, just, so. just, it's just, it's just, it does a, make it a, a red a herring trick at the moment. It, 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 like, no it means makes like, a red herring because you go, oh, and, and so one of the common themes for me, like throughout the day was get enough points to win. So basically I, I didn't really care about killing ships or anything like that, specifically against lists that were non-straight jousters. Any, any list that decided to joust me it was an easy win, and I just moved forward. Yeah. Any list that wasn't going to joust me, I had to, you know, finagle maneuvers, and so did they to, you know, figure out how to get, you know, opportune shots. Yeah. So my concern throughout the entire time in those matches was get points. And the problem with Finn is that he's he's sketchy. Like I had a shot at range one with a V nineteen, and I rolled three hits. And I'm like, I'm going to do damage. And he rolled two focuses. He added another focus. And he spent a focus token. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I did no damage to this three-hole, one-shield ship. And I just wanted to have points. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and it was ridiculous. And this, this happened now because I flew against a list like that twice, or Finn specifically twice. Um, so it's just one of those things to watch out for. He's, he looks easy to kill. He's not. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things that uh, I did want to talk about there. 
Um, Poe Dameron's also on that list. That feels like the guy you have to kill. But. Yes, but he had the Black One title. So uh, moving at initiative six after all my ships, I can't. I can try to yeah. create a kill box, but then I could also run the risk of having all my ships point at nothing. Yeah, um, which is just one of those situations. What's where the I Black One title do? It gives you a one 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 time you slam action essentially. Mm. So. Is that the one that you can take an ion instead of? Yeah, you can take the ion instead of the disarm if you want. Is that good? It lets you shoot. So if you can... I mean, is that bone you next turn most of the time? Or? Uh, it just depends. It, if you get behind somebody's squad well enough... It, like it might, Bubble it, Boy? Yeah. If, or, if it's the, or if you use it at the right time and like you, you get that kill shot on something and then it's just gone and it can't, it can't retaliate, then you know that... That hmm. it, it can, it's a timing thing. I, I actually, I, I think Blackwood title is good. I actually like it a lot better on like Nian or Elo. Um, on Poe, it's a little rough just because he tends to be stressed Does all the time. Nian have some way of like getting rid of Nian, ion tokens? Or yeah, something? Nian gets rid of uh, uh, stress tokens if he has somebody in his arc at range one or whatever. Oh, stress on ion? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but you, what, what a lot of people do with Nian is they play static discharge veins on him so they can get rid of get the stress instead of yeah, yeah. and then pass the uh, and then pass the stress off and so it's like so the black one title essentially if you do it right you don't take any negative effects from any it negative yeah, yeah. consequences so like yeah so um, I won that one so here we are I'm. I'm Going into round five, I'm four and zero, you know, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, and uh, things start taking a turn, um, and I think it was a little bit of the fatigue, yeah, and also just uh, a couple of the matchups. Uh, the first, the first loss here came uh, versus Suntier Grand Inquisitor. And uh, two new squadrons. And if um, people want to watch you lose this game, they can go on the internet. Oh, no, not, not this game. one. Not, not this one. Not this one? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Your, that, shame, your public was, shame yeah, is later in the day? Yes. Yeah, we, His public shame is round six. Ah, yeah. okay. Fine. So Fine. round Fine. five opponent um, had two basically aces moving after all my ships, and then also had two barrage I love it when uh, that happens. Alpha squadrons. And... Um, you know what? I, I This was a winnable match, and I made... One of those situations where you make a good call, quote unquote, by doing two different things, <laughs> yeah. um, but you except you don't do them both uh, to capitalize on, on the one good thing that you did. So the first thing I did was I, I blocked the two Alpha Squadrons as they were coming in uh, around the corner to my swarm. Now, blocking them meant that they didn't have the focus token to shoot their barrage rockets, so their offense was severely diminished uh but i decided to use that turn to go for the grand inquisitor instead of the news which were coming around the other side of the rock um now also a good decision because the way that the asteroids the ships were placed the grand inquisitor had nowhere to go he basically had three ships at range one uh, and then uh, my Rick Ollie was behind him at range two, I think. Or Rick something. Williamson Ollie. Rick Rick Ollie Rick Ollie. <laughs> Rick uh, Williamson Ollie. <laughs> Rick Williamson Ollie. Um, with a faster maneuver, so I got the bonus die, and so I'm like, I'm rolling maybe ten dice at, at this thing, and he's a two and two. 
you know, ship and all I need is half points and I'm, I've scored basically what a torrent costs. So I'm like, that, that's a good little step ahead. Then all of a sudden Grand Inquisitor starts playing squirrely and, you know, go away. So that was a whole game plan that I had in mind. But, uh, you know, as these things happen with three green dice ships, he literally rolls perfect evades um, that he needed on every single shot. Some, some shots were two hits, some shot were three. But he rolled all the evades that he needed to to make sure he didn't take any damage whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so I wasted the opportunity there. And then uh, had I just, I literally, all I needed to do was like one bank my torrents on those news that I blocked. And I probably would have wiped one off the board. Yeah. Uh, which was 40 points instead of 25. So, you know, did I make the right decision? No, I didn't. Because I should have just gone over. It was more points to get. Uh, I set up the block. I did it well. Um, but I basically did it to stop the offense there and then go for the ace. Um, so instead of doing that, I should have just blocked the, the news and then gone for the news as well on offense. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Carlos. You made my kind of mistake where I like to kill the thing, not the thing that gives me the most points to let me win, but the thing that annoys me the most so that I have the, the least amount of having to deal with it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, I do that all the time. I do it in every game, too. It's like literally sometimes I'll kill the thing that's not a big threat just because its ability annoys me and yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I so, thought it's the Ray Kylo deck the other day that Warren had. And I was like, literally, like, I'm pretty sure Kylo is the guy you need to go for. But Ray gets to reroll or die, and that annoys me. Yeah. Therefore, she must die. <laughs> she so must I'm, die. Not sure, I'm not sure you're familiar now with uh, Grand Inquisitor's ability, which is actually a lot better than it was in 1.0. Really? Because I hated him in 1.0. I had to kill him just... just out of spite. Well, so uh, he's got a two-parter uh, ability now. And the first one is, uh, while you defend an attack range one, you may spend one fo uh, force charge to prevent the range one bonus. That actually How many happened. forces do you have? Two. Two. Okay. So that actually happened to me. I, I didn't, not realizing it at the moment that that was this other half. Because I, I remember the whole, he Spend one to add the range one bonus the, to his attack. Die, which is yeah. what he does all the time. But I forgot about this part of his ability, uh, which basically made one of those range one shots with the V19 only a two die shot. Um, so he's uh, very tricky to try to bring down. Um, so this so, so a little bit of forewarning if you do see him uh, on the I mean, table. We don't see him much, right? He's not common. Not common. No. Uh, but no. Uh, they, they did get some price drops uh, in the new points update. So Yeah, I think he went down like three points. Away. And... Um, We'll probably see him pop up, I think, a little bit more now after uh, Matthew Carey made the final table with with the Grand yes. Inquisitor, two Inquisitors, and Jendon. Yeah, so the so. taps, the taps. Wait, okay, okay. Uh, a couple things to unpack there. Is he hyperspace legal or is he? Uh, he no. is extended only. Extended only. Extended only. only. And yeah. you said he made it to the top table. Made it to yes. the final table, at Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. And we'll go over some so of the list right here. here. Um, so round six uh, went up against uh, Sean Hewn on stream. Mm. This was the most epically uh, shameful thing I've done. Sure. I don't think so. Shame. The last. <laughs> oh, okay, well, no, let's I'm unpack like, that for a second. Is is the most shameful thing you've ever done? Yes. Really? On stream? Is, is involved in the oh, no, 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 no. We're qualifying this. Is this the most shameful thing you've ever done? Uh, no. The most shameful thing you've ever done that's been on the internet? No. The most shameful thing you've ever done X-Men-wise? 
No, not even that either. Yeah, because remember, um, remember that time you fired into a rebel captive? <laughs> that was dumb. No, <laughs> remember the time that I flew through a debris with a one-hole uh, Ezra, uh, Stephen? Oh, yeah, and then crit, crit your pants? That was <laughs> awesome. Crit my pants. <laughs> so not even the worst uh, string game that I've had. So, um, God, but, what is this the worst you've ever done? Like, what, what qualifiers are we putting on this? Um, so, you know, uh, Gold Squad, so I decided to watch it because I, I'm a The worst thing he's done with that many people watching. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I decided to be a ma- 400 people watching at that moment. Yeah. Uh, I decided to be a masochist and I decided to watch the, the, the stream and, and all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> the first thing was, uh, you know, they, uh, Dion does the the vote thing. Like, who do you think is yeah. gonna win? I was at like and you got like five percent. No, seventy five twenty five. No, no, <laughs> it was his sinker swarm against the two ship list against ship Han list. and Wedge. Yeah, seventy five percent of the audience thought I was gonna win. Yeah, so that was my first problem there. I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, I've seen the movies though. Han Solo yeah. kills like Tie Fighters. Like it's going out of style. Uh, yeah, but so, only when he's the gunner and Chewie's piloting. Um, so. You know, we fly this uh, this little bit of a, a keep away uh, kind of scenario, and you know, I, I I made some mistakes, and obviously in an early game that put me into position I did late. Um, but there was that one critical turn uh, where I tried to set up a block on Han, and so like, I tried to be, you know, as you know, gentle as possible to make sure I wasn't nudging shit. And I was like, I, I you know, grabbed this ship, I put the template in, and I was like, please put a finger on my ship because I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna fit. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> please put a, uh, a finger on my ship. <laughs> please finger my ship. Go ahead. Please finger my ship. <laughs> so, story. Yeah, I wanted to make sure he was holding it down so I didn't like accidentally nudge it while I was trying to set a ship because I thought I had the block. Oh lord. Joe's no. lost it. Uh, Joe's lost it. Joe's lost it. Uh, okay. So thank you. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I put the ship down, literally in um, in the template uh, within the nubs, and it fit perfectly while touching the ship that I used to block him. Yeah. So basically, I was off by a millimeter. Yeah. Had I been just a little that bit was, more... That was the most heartbreaking part of the whole match, really. Oh, my God. And that wasn't like, your so, fault. That was just like... that Because you did the, the right thing. Like, you were in the right position or the best position you could be in. And it was just like, ugh. Now, ugh. And I, I was a little greedy, right? So um, I did look back at it, and I did a one straight with the V19 and then barreled. Oh. Had I done the one bank and barreled, yeah. I would oh, have yeah. gotten the block uh, 100%. Easily, yeah. The problem was that I was accounting also in case he hard turned away. Yeah. So had he hard turned away, I wanted to make sure I still had a shot. Yeah. Um, so th- I got greedy, basically. Yeah. Uh, had I just said, fuck it, just guarantee the block if he tries to run away. If he goes into the, the corner, I still have him. All my ships are in that position to just swarm him mm-hmm. in the corner. And I, I could end up killing Han had it actually gone turned into that corner yeah um so but i also would have at least made sure to get half points had i gotten the block so you know that that was my first you know i would say mistake but i mean it was there like i mm-hmm. i had everything planned to say block the, the the turn away and make sure you have an arc on a turn uh in the other direction and i just barely missed it um and then after that, um, obviously the setup where I I thought it was beautiful, where I literally after the whole entire game of not getting sinker rerolls, 
I fit sinker right in between all of my ships. All of my ships mm-hmm. have sinker rerolls. Range one with sinker. All dice going at at, at uh, wedge. Yeah. And wedge rolls. Evade focus. Evade focus. Evade 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 focus. And I'm just yeah. there going. How does this happen? Yeah. Like, he was just he got, rolled he was and like, evade every single roll. Yeah. It was nuts. It's like wedge so, with toughness. And. <laughs> He went over the rock and didn't take damage. Yeah. Had he taken damage, one extra damage, missed the lone wolf free roll, rolled one more blank, or had he uh, taken damage from the rock, I would have won. That sounds so. an awful lot like my top sixteen uh, uh, system open game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wedge, you bastard! Oh, wedge. <laughs> yeah. So he escapes, regens too, and uh, people can watch that. It's uh, up on YouTube now. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so my epic, epic fail defeat, which put me at four and two and, uh, oh my God. So, uh, just a little side note. I immediately go, all right, so I got nothing else to play for. And then I was just like, I guess I'll drop. And then my opponent goes like, dude, you know, you have like still stuff like you can win if you place like top four. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. So I'm running to the, the top four for your like, faction. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, cancel, oh, cancel. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not dropping, not dropping. And then the guy literally had just printed out match slips <laughs> for the next round. <laughs> so they were a little pissed at me. And yes. I'm like sitting there nervous. Uh, Did you play the last game? Here we go. I'm going to get uh, penalty points uh, for nah. fucking delaying the tournament. You're like the first person to get penalty uh, points. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Is so, penalty points an actual uh, thing? played the last round. Oh, you, you haven't oh, seen the yeah, floor we'll rolls, this have you? We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. floor rolls are a thing This now. sounds fun. Yeah. Floor rolls are a thing. Um, so then played the last game. Last game was also another um, resistance uh, with that Finn trick. Um, and it, it was one of those games where, again, uh, jousted. Uh, killed the ship, killed another ship, and I was just ahead on points. Um, so it was just kind of walking the park uh, yeah. after that. I, I do want to say my favorite part about the stream was uh, about when you were playing on the stream. was like, I, I think it was maybe halfway through the match when, um, uh, because it was Dion and obviously, and then Andrew Knuckles was on there with him um, co-hosting and or co-commentating. And uh, like about halfway through it, they kind of started, they, they, they started to mention like, well, they mentioned that they that Dion mentioned they knew both of you guys, you know, you and the other and the other like the other Sean or whatever is one of his locals, and then you because you know he he uh, he stayed in yeah, your room. Momocon, didn't he? Yeah, Momocon. Yeah. He stayed in your in your room at Momocon and stuff. He called you his cuddle buddy. But yes. that was, but, uh, but did he say that on stream? He said that on stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. But like no, my guy. favorite, my favorite part about those. You may sure to let my wife know. Too, yeah, my favorite part sure. about though was when Andrew was when Andrew starts uh, talking about the podcast, and he's like, he's like, yeah, Carlos is from the uh, Florida Man podcast, and he's like, they uh they uh, have a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that how they described us? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's about right. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we should have him on as a guest. Really. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have to have him on sometimes. Like you can come have uh, fun with us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Knuckles was great actually. I mean, we had chatted up. Um, oh, he played. The, he played your same list. list. Yeah. 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 He made actually the t- the day two. He made uh, the cut. It. Yeah. And um, we had chatted a little bit about the list, some strategies. And, you know, what's funny is that, um, I mean, he opened up um, a little bit. You can see it in the stream game. uh, One of the openings that I did uh, changed it up because I had, like, I don't know, maybe, like, two or three different openings with the list, or I have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, number one, based on the opponent list. Number two, based on the rock placement. Um, 
so I, I feel really good about this list, mainly because I will never fly it the same way twice mm-hmm. against the same opponent. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, and obviously some of it, you know, are, are also kind of learning, you know, curves that I'm dealing with with the list. Um, you know, because I did make some mistakes, and I, I, after watching the stream, there were some things that he pointed out that I realized afterwards. I was like, you know what? I probably should have done that instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's good is that I literally I don't have uh, openings as far as openings and as far as uh, initial setups. I don't have one thing that I do. I I, I can yeah. I can set it up in uh, two or three different ways depending on how my opponent uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the. The match is going to end up. Well, and so I know that makes me feel really good as there's a lot of versatility. Yeah. And I know you're used to doing setups, especially because you did a lot of like the old four ship rebel things that, that you would always kind of set up the same way. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, usually, like I said, I, most lists I just go, this is the setup, this is the rock place that I want, and, yeah. this, and this is how I do it. Uh, but the thing is, is that you can't really plan for your opponent. And the opponent list every time, especially now in the, the environment that we're playing in. There's seven factions. Yeah. You know, there, there's so many different obstacles. Uh, it's just there, there's a lot going on where you can't you can't plan ahead and just go like you used to be, where you can just go, oh, it's a, you know, dash Rendar meta, so you're going to see three big rocks everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you don't really see that a lot. Um, well, so. I, I mean, I think the big thing, if nothing else, I think the, the big thing we've learned from Gen Con uh, you know, this being kind of the first big extended event under the new points um, and, and and wave four is that the meta is really open. <laughs> I mean, yes, stuff was like it was just all over the place um, when you look at what was in the so, cut and or what was up in the top tables and stuff. It was just all over the place. One of the things uh, that I think was a it could have been a little bit of an incentive to do that was the way the price support was structured a little bit was yeah that you would you would walk out with top price support so basically so i finished 15th overall um okay. and i finished i think third or second of the republic list so i got the dial covers uh, the plastic dial cover set yeah um and you know i think in general um, there was a lot of incentive to fly those like obscure uh, factions that basically aren't are underrepresented because if you could end up being four and three, but if nobody else flew that faction, you'd get the top prize. Yeah. So you didn't have to necessarily make the cut to win yeah. the really good stuff. I, I mean, I think that's true to a certain degree, but at the same time, I know like if I had been going to that tournament, I wouldn't have been making my list decision at all based on little faction i thought the least people were going to play fun fact that's actually that's me yeah that's a mechanic that actually took from the uh wwe game back in the day actually was the one that did that oh really first. yeah it was like if you there were different superstars that you could build your yeah. background and it's like there was pri- you made the cut and there were prizes based on how you finished as your superstar okay so like if you played like a popular superstar you had a really hard time yeah, yeah. some obscure jackass there's a really good chance you're gonna make the cut yeah so yes yeah. so i mean i it, yeah and uh, yeah, for for me too. You know what I mean. I, I, I'm I'm very much dead center Republic. Republic's looking really good right now. There's a lot of different ships, a lot of different list archetypes at work. You know what I mean. So taking a Republic list doesn't necessarily guarantee you, um, you know, getting top prizes if it's faction specific. But you know, overall though, I mean, you got to think about it with the the way that the game's set up with the seven factions. 
there are times where, you know what I mean? You, you don't see a lot of people playing separatists. There are still yeah. really good separatist lists out there. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need to make the cut. I mean, actually, I mean, I see Richard Hines actually shout out friend of the podcast. Uh, he made a uh, six. Uh, was it fourth place? Uh, uh, he made the cut. Day. Yeah. Yeah. He um, made the cut. Made day two. Yeah. Uh, another friend of the podcast, by the way. And what? I do. I do want to mention. I was going to mention Richard because because uh, he was at our Jacksonville Hyperspace trial and he he won our um, our. Uh, what is it called? I'm forgetting the the word for it now. Fellowship, fellowship, fellowship sportsmanship. Uh, yeah, sportsmanship fellowship. award. So he he got the vote, the most the most votes um, for the, for the sportsmanship award at the uh, at, at our hyperspace trial. He's a great guy. It was you know it was, it was great to have him there. And I, I remember I is saw he him. Florida? Is he Georgia? He's Georgia. He's Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, he's an Atlanta. Atlanta guy. So, but I saw yeah. his name pop up on the list here. And I just, I, felt, I just felt really good for him that he uh, you know made the cut and everything. So I was yeah. I, ne- I never got to congratulate him there. I hope he, he uh, did it with diving boron missiles, which I talked a lot of shit about. <laughs> I actually still don't know what they do, but that's a terrible name. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's just a name. Yeah, he's playing yeah, a, playing, a sep- playing a separatist list here. Uh, what do you have? He had a, a Bactoid prototype with diamond boron missiles and landing struts, a Techno Union bomber with plasma torps, and and uh, the Dark One probe droids. And then one, two, three, four, five Trade Federation drones with energy shells and grappling struts. So big old seven ship uh, Separatist swarm. But uh, congratulations to him. And then also uh, shout out to Ryan Staniszewski, who also made the cut. Um, another another friend, friend of the pod. So we got a lot of friends. We got friends. People, we got people friends. like us. <laughs> oh my we're god, good coach. Enough, we're smart, smart enough. And, and people on like it. us. People like us. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Coach, uh, yeah, lost his mind. He's, he was just like, you guys are the best new podcast all ever. Like, this is so great. You guys are fucking <laughs> They are kindred spirits with us. Yeah. I listened to her a little bit there yeah. one the other day. I was like, these guys are all right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. They're definitely our, our, our type of peoples. That's ah, for sure. I feel <laughs> like that's a euphemism for something terrible. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, uh, alcoholics, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> My liver's like... <laughs> uh definitely shout out to coach I, I got to hang out with coach i got to know him a little bit better uh you know one-on-one because i decided to go out uh meet up with him yes while the after party yeah. yeah let's hear about the after party oh well, was, i left before it happened well so no see that that <laughs> was that was the funny thing about this is because you were texting me from i think you were there like watching some of the games or whatever because you were texting me about some stuff that was happening and then I was on, you know, I'm here at home and I was, I just was like perusing Facebook and I saw a coach post, uh, post a picture of him, of himself, like a selfie, like by himself at the restaurant, like waiting for people to show up, <laughs> very sad looking. And I'm like, I, I, I think I sent that post to you, Carlos. And I was like, I was like, you should go hang out with coach. He looks lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's similar to my condition. Cause while you guys were watching this, I was at my mom's house where we don't get real internet access, mm-hmm. but I was watching, uh, the movie Serenity. Yeah. With my mom and my sister and my daughter and my wife. Who Excellent not, choice. Yeah, my, mo- my wife had seen it. Nobody else in the room had seen it but me and my wife. It's so weird, but yeah. It is a little bit, except like, I don't know if you know about this, but some of those characters don't live through the movie. Yeah. And some of the people in that room didn't know it, and they're all women folk. They, and they'd all watch the show. There was a lot of crying. Oh, yeah. Holy Well, cow. that was what happened. To, that was so that much That was what crying. happened in 2005 when we all saw that movie for the first time. But, you know, now well, it's been like 14 years. Well, I mean, I cried a little bit, too, because I yeah. was too. But, I mean, like, man, my do- my poor daughter is 11 years old. And it was just inconsolable. Really? <laughs> like, I heard about it all Sunday. <laughs> it felt yeah. so bad. There's some very, uh, very surprising and sad deaths in that movie. But, you know. For for the brown coats out there, but anyways, I digress. 
Um, so, anyways, how was the uh, how was the before after party that you went to? The pre after <laughs> party. Well, the pre yeah, after party. party. No, it was just me and Coach. Uh, we had uh, one more friend. I, Doing I'm shots. Sorry, I forgot his name. But yeah, we did some shots, had some drinks, and uh, just talked about podcasting. And so. Uh, has some plans. Uh, there's a big plans for Worlds. Uh, so I think we, we we definitely have to uh, to do a big time OCX slash Florida man. You know, dear God, we'll burn down the house. Nonsense. Yeah. Are you gonna come to Worlds, Joe? You should come. I thought I was, you should are come. I supposed to be doing the show from the parking lot while you guys are yeah. playing X Wing. You yeah. should. Absolutely. Well, there, it is Destiny Worlds as well. There is Destiny. Yeah. So oh. you should come no matter. Yeah. What. I am working on winning the lottery. Would love to meet just you. By the way, do some good work on that. Keep working on it. Yeah. Just in general, I lost my ticket. <laughs> they literally, I bought a lot of. I got a free lottery ticket. And I lost it. Oh, so I was like, "This is it." Oh. <laughs> just in general, the amount of comments that I got was just like, "Oh, are you Carlos? Are you from the cast?" And and the comments and. And they were like, we love your podcast that you run with those two other guys that are not the same as you. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, uh, your podcast is the best. My podcast. Um, But no, it was just... Carlos just gets out the most. Yes. I'm I'm a people person. He's the pretty one. Uh, I don't know about that. Am I really? That sucks. (laughs) Out of all three of us, I'm the pretty one? No, that's not good. Um, but no, it's just uh, it was fun just going out and and people just you know just giving us praise and and all that stuff. So it just felt good. Um, you know, some comments here or there about you know what, uh, <laughs> what we might have might have done uh, that one time where we talked about some specific tournament. Oh, uh, that but, one. yeah, that one, the infamous one, <laughs> the infamous. But we uh, do you know, only be known by our worst uh, moment. That was our worst moment. That's a Brockmire quote. I felt pretty good about that. Outside of Travis not knowing what the hell he's talking about at times, but you know it was fine. <laughs> it was Travis. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but no, it was just, it was cool. Um, it just acquaintance on the podcast. <laughs> acquaintance. acquaintance. <laughs> we know him, <laughs> but we're he's not been responsible on it. for what he does. No, we can't call know. him a friend. Take no responsibility of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that part was cool. Um, as far as the, uh, just the general feel of, so, uh, Joe, uh, basically, uh, FFG came out with floor rules for all their games. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to that. Yeah, this if, affects you for destiny as well. So yeah, this is for all of their games, uh, m- more or less uh, just a uh, general conduct stuff. And first and, question uh, crop dusting mentioned at all. No, no, not specifically. Oh, okay. Well, I should be fine. So, yeah. yeah. We can do it all as much as we want. Yeah. But basically, um, there's a point system now, and yeah. there's different there's different levels of points that you can get depending on the infraction. And just like my ambiguously uh, yeah. valid license, if you get if you get too many points, you get kicked out of the tournament. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we pull that? Is there a list? Yeah, there is. How, How many points do you need to get thrown off? I Carlos? think so it's five. five at a premier event. Only five. It's five at a premier event, and I think like seven at like a yeah, a lot more. Below and some points may carry carry uh, through events, like basically. Well, you can carry points on your. Uh, I don't think so. License. They, they are supposed to. Re- they are the judges are supposed to send the point info into FFG, but I don't think they carry over to. Ah, uh, okay. Well, like between events. Not necessarily. Case, I mean, FFG could decide to do that, I guess. But so w- one of the things uh, was definitely I was looking around and, and just kind of seeing the general feel of a premiere event after this, you know, uh, floor rules came out and and see if that kind of changed things uh, significantly. Whether and people really like didn't. saw this and decided to act right. Well, the number one thing, yeah, uh, I guess uh, people, I guess you know, were behaving a little bit better. 
watching her language. I mean, I, I literally said, son of a bitch, at one point, and literally looked around and said, oh, God, am I going to get a penalized for it? <laughs> um, but uh, for the most part, you know, uh, it just felt like another standard uh, X-Men tournament. Uh, nothing really out of the ordinary. Yeah, I don't... I don't no, yeah, I'm not going to, like, get that. I'm literally doing this as joking. Like, yeah. I but... I don't honestly think I'm cool enough to get points. <laughs> but who has the most points right now? And can I fight them for it? <laughs> I'm sure you could try. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, uh, just in general, I think, and, and just more and more as we continue to move uh, forward with competitive X-Wing and now with the floor rules, I think that one of the biggest things that I think people should really take advantage of is that, especially on tournaments that have multiple judges, call them over. Don't make don't, use. Yeah, just make use. You know, there there is no point in sitting there and arguing and saying, "Well, this is this and this is not." Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you call a judge over, they make the call, and now you're scot free. You don't have to justify. You don't have to explain. You don't have to say, "Well, I'm sorry," but you know what I mean. Like it just it is what it is. The judge makes the call, and it's over with. Um, there were plenty of calls that I had throughout the day that didn't go my way and there were some that did um, But it felt good. You know, there were they were active uh, That was one of the things I would give huge props to the Gen Con uh, judging crew. They were very very active They were walking around they were watching games um, So it was they were readily available. I didn't it didn't feel bad asking for a judge when they were only you know 15 feet away um, yeah. so it, it just, it, you know, it, there was all of a sudden it was like, is that an arc? Is that not an arc? You know what? Looked right behind you. There's a judge judge. Okay. Head over. And then they just check for you. Yeah. Uh, it just makes things a lot easier. So you don't have to argue, especially when, as soon as you're trying to measure for arc and then all of a sudden you bump a ship, you know what I mean? Like those are the most awkward moments. Cause it's like, well, was it an I mean, arc? Was it? Yeah. An arc? I really yeah, like so. having like a, a resolution policy for this where they have like, a, here's what you do when that happens. I mean. Yeah, it, it it gets everybody out of the game without hard feelings. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, it helps yeah. keep things a little like, make a little more sense. I you know these will be tweaked, I think, and 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 added to over time to make them more specific. But it's like it's weird that um, I even feel like pointing this out. But as it turns out, as much as I joke about you know doing horrible things during a tournament, like making obscure gestures, you know that don't even count as obscene uh -huh. obscure yeah or crop dusting your opponent or anything like that i actually don't advocate any of that stuff it's actually funny because like people that played against me in tournaments as it turns out as much as a jackass as i like to present myself as being i'd like to be a sportsman in a game yeah like i like to be yeah. precise in a game that actually gives me some small sense of joy joe is a far more precise person to play against than he uh, than he lets on yeah yeah like well it sounds like i just throw ships everywhere yeah um I'm actually a huge advocate of of good sportsmanship. Yeah. Just, you know, not publicly. Um, so I'm not actually, like, while I'm joking about these rules, like, I actually feel like you should play the cleanest game you can so that when you go home and your wife asks you about the tournament, you can be like, I played clean games and then I lost them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clearly I lost them because I'm here and not in the yeah. cut. But I'm home four hours earlier, honey. She's like, I'm still sleeping. Like, yeah. yeah, fine. Well, fine. I'm not sure. Uh, I was I was told uh, Steven this, but I'm not sure if you saw that the uh, uh, Joe. You'll like this one after the uh, match was over in my game. Well, they looked at each other and they basically went like, "So Carlos lost because they were able to put Dallas down like at the last like ten seconds yeah. of the match." And then they looked at each other and were like, "He should have slow played." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <Hey. laughs> 
So I thought that was hilarious because I was just like, I, I, I can't say that I thought about it. I, I did. I didn't know that it was like there was seven minutes left of the last time that time was called. And well, that's when we were setting dials the turn before. And some yeah. of my favorite games in the history of the games I played, which is lengthy, although like don't take that as some some attempt to say that I know anything about anything. But some of my favorite games to play are measured in turns as opposed to time where those sort of things don't happen. And like right. some of my favorite miniatures games have spaces as opposed to like, you know, freeform template stuff that yeah. can can unfortunately cause ambiguities. Whereas I like a nice clean game that is like, you know, clearly if you're in this space, you're in this space. And there's although that. Imperial Assault did somehow manage to take a game that had spaces and still make line of sight ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but Dreamblade didn't. That's yeah. why Dreamblade yeah. is the best minis game ever. Yeah, right. fight me. I, um, I would never fight you on that. Dreamblade is the best. I never it played just, it, so I couldn't tell. Straight, it yeah. just is. All right, I'll, accept, like, it. Was, uh, I'll accept it. Yeah, <laughs> but there was a. Uh, I think. But Tannhauser. Going back to that, if anybody finds me the equipment cards, my new best friend, <laughs> yeah, had the best line of sight system. Okay, so like it was even better in that. All right, yeah. uh, but no, just uh, back to the point though. It was um, seven minutes, like the last time the time was called. So in my head, I just basically said we got two more rounds. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so, it was one of those situations where I was playing for two rounds, and I wasn't playing like. I knew that seven minutes was a lot, a lot of the amount of time for us to be able to move ships, yeah. be able to get around shooting, and then be able to set dials down for the last turn, and then the last turn would be would move ships on the last round. So, because I knew that that was enough, I was just like, had I taken seven minutes to do all that, I mean, even I personally, like like I said, it was like what ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Yeah. Like, had I literally gotten enough time just in a decision-making, honest decision-making process, where I would have taken two or three seconds more to make a decision than I did, I would have won the game, but I think yeah. I would have felt bad about it, because seven what? minutes seems like a very long time for you us know, to do all to those To be honest, things, though, was a single, had a single ship even been taken off the board? No. I think every there was there was no every single ship no was still every single ship was still on the board. And you got and you got six ships, and my my problem with the end of the game time stuff only really bothers me when like when there is a discrepancy between what we all kind of know would have happened and what did. Mm -hmm. Like there's times where a game ends and your head on or you know ends, but you do one more round because you're doing dials down and you're head on points, right? Yeah. That turn they kill one thing or they even knock a shield off and it's half points or something. Yeah. And now they're winning. But like, you and the other guy kind of know that if you played another round, it would have swung back the other way. That, yeah, and that's that's so many matches. Like the Well, it, it's more matches than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. but That's it, my, my stake in that. It's like, it feels like that happens. I don't want it to happen about like once in a tournament. Mm. It should be rare, and instead it's like kind of common. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, I don't know. Anytime you have a, a a game that's in a structured event like that, they got to put some sort of time limit on. It's like, and just to keep the fucking thing moving, you know? <laughs> like, I, it would be awesome yeah, to have... The... It would be fantastic to, like, from a game perspective, to have, like... And maybe not, but, like, two-hour rounds. I actually, rounds. like, um, Carlos talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago a few weeks, a few months, whatever. He said he was in the Vassal League and they play a specific number of turns. Yeah. 
I actually kind of like that yes. better because there's no like fudge factor for that. There's no like being like, well, I'll yeah. just slow play. It's like there's no slow play. You play 19 yeah. turns. You know what I mean? There's there's, yeah. there's a fixed number. Like if strategically you're trying to get to the right number of points at 19 turns, that's a strategic factor. If you're trying to get there in however many turns you have before like this thing ends, yeah. There's a fudge factor yeah, yeah. that I'm not that comfortable with. Yeah, but unfortunately, you got to keep an event moving. So, uh, like, if you oh, I'm all for that. That's why yeah. I think they should have the 35 minutes. If you just did, if you did like turns. 19, if you did 19 minute tur- or 19 turn, no, 19 minutes, do it. Yeah, 19 yeah, minutes, there hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, X-wing yeah. games should not last more than 24. Yeah, minutes. if you did 19 turns games in X-wing, it would be like two two and a half hour matches easily. <laughs> oh, is that really really? Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, because that's like it can take that long on Vassal, and conceivably it should be quicker to play on Vassal. Like, really? Yeah, because you're you're when to move a ship is a click of a button as opposed to like picking up the thing and and and. Oh, help. Vassal's that good? Yeah, it's gotten yeah, much Vassal's better these days. Much, it's, yeah. it's 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 if you get if you get learn the shortcuts and stuff, it should be much faster than playing oh, okay. on the table. Because like um, when I used to play like Star Wars LCG on on um. Man, I wish I could remember off the top of my head what the name of that. Octagon. It was Octagon. Yeah, yeah. We played it on there. It took longer because, like, certain functions, like, looking at the top three cards of your deck and putting some at the bottom, were actually really complicated keystrokes to try to, like, get that kind oh, of yeah. going. I don't know it's how It's much easier. Like, now, I will say, like, the first time I played Vassal back in, like, 2015, it was like that. It was yeah. very difficult. And then now it's gotten so easy, like... You spend a little bit of time, you learn a couple of keyboard shortcuts and stuff, but you can do most stuff now through the mouse without having to even know the keyboard shortcuts. Most of X-Wing is done through the mouse. It's just Mickey Mouse. Yeah. yeah. That's a Disney joke. Nice. <laughs> nice. I try. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think this is a good time to take a break. Um, we're going to hit up the Florida News Desk, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the previews for Wave 6. So we'll be back in a minute. This week in Florida, Niceville police officers and firefighters encountered an odd sight. When firefighters got to the home around 5.30 p.m., they could see smoke coming from inside. A naked man opened the front door, said, I'm sorry, and closed the door. Police officers arrived shortly after to assist. The man came to the door again, left it open, and went back into the house. According to the offense report from the police department, the man showed no signs of understanding the danger he was in. There were several things on fire inside the home, including some towels. An officer detained the man and removed him from the house for his own safety. Firefighters said that if he had stayed in the home much longer, he could have possibly died from smoke inhalation. According to the report, two officers were in the house for about five minutes and had a hard time breathing. Firefighters went inside with oxygen masks to remove the burning items. The man admitted to drinking two liters of vodka and smoking marijuana starting around 9 a.m. that morning. He was examined at the scene and had no life-threatening injuries, the report said. He refused further medical treatment. Based on the fire department's investigation, the man allegedly tried baking cookies on a George Foreman grill, which he left unattended. The grill and cookies caught fire, so he put dry towels on top of the grill. Those caught fire too, causing the fire to spread. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of the Florida Man Plays X-Wing podcast. And uh, we're now going to talk about the Wave 6 previews from Gen Con. So... Uh, a lot of uh, a couple, a few exciting things in here, um, especially for me. But we'll, we'll go over with the uh, go over and the a ships of boring first. Things too. Yes, yeah, it was always boring things. Yes, yeah, some dull yeah. and drab <laughs> sort of things. So 
the ships that were announced, and there's a lot of reprints in this, as as we've seen in the last few ways. And, and obviously, this is a, they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of reprints until they actually get everything reprinted. So, um, the reprints in this wave are uh, Saw's Renegade expansion pack. So, so another U wing and T sixty five X wing. Um, the Tie Reaper expansion pack, the Houndstooth expansion pack, which um, also comes with a Z ninety five for the uh, for the title card there. Um, you got the uh, Tie uh, Interceptor expansion pack, uh, the Tie Defender expansion pack, and the RZ one uh, Rebel A Wing expansion pack. So those are the reprints. Um, those are all things that uh, obviously you know people are going to start looking forward to seeing in hyperspace. Uh, the things that aren't already legal in hyperspace, um, you know, the Reaper and Saw's Renegade stuff is already in, uh, I think, for the most part, in hyperspace. And Tie Interceptor. And the Tie Interceptor is already in and hyperspace. And the A-Wing. So the Defender and the Houndstooth um, will be the two big additions from the reprints, at least. Uh, then we've got, as far as the new ships go, so this is where it gets interesting. Um, I'm going to start with the Fireball. Um, so Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> so the... This is a new uh, this is a new resistant ship, and uh, for those that have not seen the cartoon, this is uh, directly from the Resistance cartoon show, and this is the ship that uh, the main character, uh, whose name I forget at the moment, flies at the um, you know flies around in the show. So you can see a little it's bit great. here. It's one that like slams a bunch, right? It's all about doing bizarre slam maneuvers yeah it has a it has a slam action built into it um it's got uh let's see it's got focus evade barrel roll and slam actions uh the ship ability is basically like instead of taking a weapons disabled you can just punch yourself in the face i got it uh you are dealt one face down damage card yeah that's Um, that's set up right after you perform a slam action you may expose one damage card to remove one disarm token. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ship, um, you know, it's got uh, two attack dice, front arc, uh, two evade dice, and uh, five hull. So, six hull. Oh, six hull, I'm sorry. Six, you know, minus yeah, yeah. the one that you start with. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. <laughs> five effectively. Yeah, five effectively. So uh, this is, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, the dial's pretty pretty decent it's got uh it's got all the one maneuvers all the two maneuvers um it has all the threes but the the three hard is red it's got three talent rolls and a red four straight so it's a it's a pretty decent uh decent dial um i thought it'd be faster than that from the way it looks and the way it's like presented i guess it has it's relatively fast because it has slam as well yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's utilizing the slam to to kind of go faster, but it has a lot of options. So like when you slam, you can pretty much do whatever you want. You know, if, if you're doing a one, two, or three speed maneuver, you you've got like that whole dial open to yeah. slam kind of however however you want. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of maneuver options there with with the slam. Um, you know, kind of seems like this is the, the this is the kind of ship that you're gonna want to use the slam. And its ability for positional advantage to try to to try to get like a re- you know one like really good round off, and then it's going to blow up spectacularly. <laughs> that um, seems like a distinct possibility. Yeah, so that's kind of what it seems like to me. Um, so uh, now I th- it looks like a snapshot is going to come in this pack. Um, it looks like also the targeting computer is going to come in this pack. 
Um, it's got advanced slam. It's got, looks like it has some sort of title, a fireball, the fireball title, uh, that you can't read all of. Um, and, uh, looks like it's got these new warheads, uh, in here. What are they called? The, uh, mag pulse warheads. So they did show those in the article. Um, the mag pulse warheads are, uh, range one to three missiles, uh, with three attack dice out of the front arc and two charges. Uh, attack target lock you spend one charge if this attack hits the defender suffers one crit damage and gains one deplete and one jam token then cancel all hit and crit results so this is obviously interesting depending on what deplete does um i think it's pretty good actually uh the fact that it's like okay so you get a crit damage and you get two negative tokens on somebody, which which seems like a pretty decent trade-off. I, I'm assuming this this thing will be, I think it'll probably be fairly cheap. I don't think it's gonna be super expensive. Um, but this could be a good option on those like two attack die kind of smaller ships uh, that you might, you know, kind of spam a little bit more of. So and there's I, I, a, there's some speculation on what the deplete token uh, does. And yeah. it, there's some clues there on the token. Because it shows the little um, fire symbol, like basically the attack symbol. Yeah. Kind of the opposite, the, the same symbol that's on the disarm token. So yeah. it could be a reduce, I, uh, reducing attack dice. My uh, guess is it's going to be the token. opposite of the strain token. It's going to be the strain token for attack dice, essentially, which would make sense. Um, <clears throat> so getting a crit, um, a uh, losing an attack die, and and losing an action essentially by by with the jam token by you know losing big either deal. a green token or a target lock is that seems like a that seems pretty good that's a that's, that's a, a lot of deal. yeah that's a lot of stuff um so even though it's not pumping out a ton of it, it's not able to pump out a ton of damage um it can certainly weaken a ship considerably so this is this would be good against the hyper efficient lists yeah yeah yeah, taking away those attack dice and 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 taking away their focus tokens, um, and then also also giving them a crit, you know, that's I think it's pretty good. So it's it's, it's going to be points dependent. I don't think this is, is going to be super costly, but we'll we'll see. But uh, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty legit. So uh, there also looks like there's a new um, illicit. Uh, so it's an illicit slot that requires a slam action. Um, so this is you know kind of looks like it's going to be aimed at this uh, fireball. Um, it's called Coaxium Hyperfuel. And you can perform the slam action even while stressed. If you do, you suffer one crit damage unless you expose one of your damage cards. After you partially execute a maneuver, you may expose one of your damage cards to suffer one crit or expose one of your damage cards or suffer one crit damage to perform a slam action. Um, so getting to do a slam after getting blocked um, could be uh could be pretty convenient especially like on this fireball like if you if you set up like if you do a three and then you get blocked with the three but then you turn that into a into a k into a uh a talent roll um you know that could that could end up being pretty good but you know obviously you're you're kind of skirting on the edge here with uh crits and and having nasty things done to your ship so but I, that fireball seems to be a very it's a, it's going to be a very uh it's not for the faint of heart it's <laughs> you have to be willing to accept losses with that thing um that is for sure so yeah so that's the fireball um it, it's kind of hard to say at the moment i think i need to see more of i can't really read the abilities and the uh it's 
I don't know. It's it's gonna be a weird chip. This is gonna be very points dependent. You know, six six hole. It's you know, if it's cheap enough, it's if it's down in that like V nineteen range, um, this is the kind of thing that could could make a uh, an impact on the uh, on the resistance. As far as um, you know, because resistance doesn't tend to be very ship count heavy, um, just because of you know the ships that it has available to it. It tends to be, I think, more of a four ship build generally speaking. Um, this ship could push that up into higher numbers um, by being able to put a couple of cheap, cheap, cheap ships in there to to fill out your squad. But I don't know. Any other thoughts on that, Carlos? Uh, no, just, um, you know, there's still more stuff that needs to be kind of explored, the, the, the pilot's, um, abilities and, uh, some of these other cards and just how they mix in. But like you mentioned, I, it could be interesting. I, I, the A-Wings are the only real kind of filler ship right now, and I know they just came out with the transport, but, um, like I said, if these are low cost and uh, you could end up seeing maybe some some more of the five ship yeah uh kind of archetypes uh here with a bunch of these yeah so this uh this definitely i think has potential to push the ship counts up on the on resistance lists um if it's as efficient as like say the v19 so um the other new ship out of this also from the resistance cartoon show which is a, a ship i've been waiting for because like the minute i saw it on the show i was like this is going to be an x-wing um <laughs> is uh major von regs tie uh tie fighter so it's it's this kind of red first order interceptor essentially is what it looks like and um this one i'm i've i've, I've been waiting for uh just mo partially because first order obviously hasn't gotten any brand new ships um since the since 2.0 came out so this this will be their first brand new uh ship and it'll definitely expand the options um, options for them. You know, I'm assuming points-wise, this will probably end up. Uh, this is definitely going to be cheaper than a silencer, uh, so it, it could fill like a, an interesting position um, for for the squads there. And then uh, now the big thing they showed here is that uh, Major Von Reg himself is an in Initiative Six, uh, so you are so they are going to get another. Um, I would say in a lot of ways, really, their, their first, you know, actual uh, kind of like more, you know, like a legitimate uh, ace. Legitimate um, ace, yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, it has the one hard turns. Uh, those are easy to block, though. Yeah, they can be. But those are but those are really I mean, as we know from the from the tight advanced prototypes, you know those blue ones are are really good maneuvers. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, what's the ability here? The ship ability. Well, the other thing is the ability doesn't count on stress. So, let's go over the ship here for a second. So, the actions are uh, white focus, white evade, white target lock, uh, white barrel roll, and uh, white boost. Um, it has three attack dice out of the front arc, three evade dice, two hull, and two shields. Uh, so just compared, so just compared to a, uh, like a you know, standard Imperial interceptor, just based on that, it's got one more health and uh, it has actual shields instead of no, just hull, uh, and it has a target lock action uh, that that has always been sorely missing uh, on the on the tie interceptor, <laughs> as a lot as many Sunter players will tell you. So the ability on here, it's called uh, fine tuned thrusters. Looks like. If I'm reading this tiny text right, 
It says, after you fully execute a maneuver, if you are not depleted or strained, you may gain one deplete or strain token to perform a target lock or barrel roll action. So uh, it's interesting because, you know, you're not gaining stress for it. Um, and you get to choose between the deplete and the and the strain. So assuming the deplete, dude, at initiative six, you yeah, get a free barrel. You're not going to get shot at anyways. Yeah, exactly. So if if you know that you're going to like arc dodge out of something and you're just going to take the deplete token, um, and then you know, but you or or you can even you know give yourself a target lock if if uh, you know, just whatever kind of. It's it's a lot more situational um, because you can you can. Or if you're like running away, you, you can take the deplete if that's if it's taking away your attack dice. So if you're in a in a turn one of those turns where you just need to get out of dodge, you know you just take that deplete token, do your boost and barrel roll with the ability, and you're uh, you're you're off to the races. So I think uh, it, it seems pretty good, and it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting. It's also similar to. Um, you know, because it's similar, because it's it's fine-tuned thrusters as opposed to what's fine-tuned controls on the uh, right. on the Jedi Starfighter. So it's it's got that same thing where it's like after you fully execute a maneuver, so mm-hmm. you can still do this after going through rocks and right and things like that. Gas clouds and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. You can you can take a gas cloud and you can still set up some really funky stuff uh, with that barrel. Um, where they might not, it's sort of like kind of collision detector that we've been playing a lot with yeah. Vader. Yeah. Uh, you can do some really funky stuff with this. Yeah. So, um, there's going to be some interesting stuff. This, this pack is also, also comes with a few different missiles, which, you know, obviously t- it's not necessarily true, but it tends to make you think that it's going to have a missile slot. So that could also be another, uh, you know, another interesting development for it. So, um, what, can you read? Uh, can you read Major Von Reg's ability? Uh, during the system phase, you may choose one enemy ship in your bullseye arc. That ship gains one deplete or strain token of your choice. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems eh, pretty good. I, it's uh, the 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 tough part is the system phase. I really wish that was like in like the engagement phase. Because the system phase is like, okay, I'm going to give you a deplete token, but then guess what? I'm going to do, I, I already had a blue maneuver dialed in anyway, so it just goes away immediately. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I mean, if you're in a flank. Yeah, yeah. If you're so, in a flank, that's a great decision. To, uh, like basically to go, you can either do a blue maneuver and stay away, facing away, or you do a turnaround maneuver and you do not get um, that bonus. And then yeah. you have two turns to have to clear it. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it could come into play. Yeah, oh, it'll certainly come into play. Um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting that that system phase timing. I think will be will be interesting to to see. Like like I said, I kind of would like to have it in the engagement phase or something yeah. like that. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's definitely it will definitely affect your maneuvering. Like because you know when you're in your planning phase, you already know if you're in that bullseye arc. So you're sitting there, you know, basically saying like, okay, I kind of have to do a blue maneuver in order to mitigate this deplete or strain token I'm about to get. So yeah, you're right. It could, it, it you know, it might take away some of those or force people to at least think about those K turn, um, turnaround options and, and, and stuff. So me, for me, any abilities that force your opponent to think about the maneuver they need to make yep. are good. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so yeah, this will, this will be interesting. Um, I'm excited for it just cause I like, I'm, I like my I six aces and, uh, I've been wanting, I've been kind of waiting for first order. Like I was, I was pretty bummed when Kylo ended up being a five and I understand, you know, obviously, especially with supernatural, you know, like if maybe if they hadn't put supernatural in the game at all, like they could have just made him a six, but <laughs> the, uh, that you know kylo was supernatural at a six would you know would have been nice. absolutely ridiculous so you mean like vader yeah like <laughs> vader but possibly worse i don't know <laughs> so uh yeah it's uh it, it's good so I'm, I'm excited to play some uh to get this on the table with some and play some some different first order lists so but anyways that is the major von regs tie interceptor thingy <laughs> um so the other thing they announced at gen con that's exciting is uh card packs which they had hinted at earlier on some live streams um so we knew this was kind of coming but we we get we it's official we get to got to see it so um they got three different uh packs coming out um the first one is hot shots and aces which is um an actual uh card pack and it's going to contain uh, expanded um, pilots for a number of ships in the f original or in the first five factions. So Rebels, Imperials, Scum, and Villainy, uh, Resistance, and First Order are all going to get um, new pilots and stuff in there. So you don't have to buy new ships. Um, you just get some fun new pilots for the ships that you already have in a card pack that... I believe costs about the same as one small pack expansion. It's like I think it's the in the twenty dollars range. Totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you're, totally and I worth think it. if it, you already have the ships, it's worth it. Yeah, and I think each faction is getting like what three or four. I think uh, four pilots. Yeah. Yeah, four. So out of five, so it's twenty total. Yeah. Uh, uh, new pilots, and it, it's just this is this is the the stuff that I was super excited for. Yeah. Mainly because it's a. It's basically what you know what we used to have with the thirty forty dollar packs where they have the aces packs um, instead of now you know in just card and cardboard form. Yeah. Um, so a little bit better on the pocket for sure. Uh, yeah. To, to be able to get this to kind of refresh the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's also going to come with I think a bunch of upgrades in it. So. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you don't have, uh, I think a lot of upgrades that may have only been in one faction, you know, some of the new factions, maybe stuff like that. So, um, stuff that you'll, if you're kind of a one faction player or like maybe you're only playing some of the older factions, you haven't bought into, into separatist or, uh, galactic Republic, um, you'll be able to fill out, uh, fill out your squads a little bit better with uh, some of this new stuff. So. Um, definitely exciting. This is something I think people have been talking about for a long time. It's just a good idea. Uh, it, it certainly helps people kind of get into the into the game or stay into the game a little bit more easily. So uh, the other two packs they had in here are uh, uh, fully loaded, which is a devices pack. So this is a, a pack just uh, with all the different bombs and tokens for the bombs um, or, or devices. Um, in it so if you you know anything that you didn't have uh that wasn't a token for um you can you can get the new 2.0 cards and tokens for all your devices and then the other one was called the never tell well, me the odds I just, 
Oh, go ahead. Just real quick, was uh, they went ahead and added the cluster mines and ion bombs yes. uh, from first edition uh, into second edition. So this is great news because I threw away all those tokens a few months ago. <laughs> uh, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a pack rat. I haven't I haven't really thrown any of that stuff away. I I took all my 1.0 stuff and basically just like threw it in a in a box. So it's all kind of sitting there. But dude, I had but the way my house is like I needed to to yeah. like basically down <laughs> downgrade and, and just be like I gotta yeah. get rid of a bunch of extra shit. Yeah, so the I, X-wing cardboard was the 1.0 cardboard was one of the first things to go. I was just yeah. like, I don't need any of this stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I, I held on to it. I, I, I thought thought I it. didn't. Well, I didn't because I thought they would be in the conversion kits, and when they got removed, I was like, I guess they got removed because they were abusive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> ion bombs were abusive. Do you uh, did you ever play against the? Multiple K wings with ion bombs. Um, yeah, I think so. Oh my god, where they used to just walk you off the board. Yeah, you'd get, you wouldn't get shots. So you just go line. You do one straights forever while they just shot you with, with the turrets. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. No yeah. fun. And then obviously cluster mines had their own, you know, setup yeah. too. So. So, anyways, the other uh, the other pack, the third pack in here is the Never Tell Me the Odds Obstacle Pack. Um, so this is going to have, uh, all the, all the obstacles you need. So for all the newer 2.0 players who are coming in and they're like, Hey, I don't have all these 1.0 obstacles that everybody else has. Um, you can, you can get your hands on all that stuff. And, uh, I think it said it had, gosh, what was it? It was like nine asteroids, uh, and like a bunch of debris and, and then like, and well, it three, should have, yeah, it should three have three gas because the corset comes with six right yeah the original corset came with six um, um so we're still missing i guess there was six? there was probably th- was it three and three asteroids and debris in the in the up in the other corset in the force awakens corset no it was six rocks in the force awakens one yeah there's 12 total rocks oh, okay Six debris and three gas clouds total yeah. out of all the combinations. Okay. So it must be just a way to catch up. Are those gas clouds new, like art? Or new uh, gas it, it looks like the art is different. I think the shapes are the same, but it looks mm-hmm. like, like, it definitely looks like the art is a little bit different on these. Um, at least there's like more flares and color, <laughs> it looks Neato. like, in these gas clouds. So, Neato Kino. <laughs> uh so yeah so there's this is uh like you know it's it's just this is just great stuff for you know players who are either new mostly players who are new in 2.0 and um you know didn't have all this old uh stuff lying around from 1.0 that that got reused so this is good for everybody oh it's good I, for everybody I, yeah the, the hot shot and aces is good for the the veterans and the card pack yeah yeah are good for the the newer players yeah exactly it's a good little mix of of just kind of leveling everything out yeah uh for the transition so this yep. is great on them for for thinking this through and yes. doing it so well and i think this this goes like when they first released 2.0 they they kind of you know they were they were making the commitment or at least the way they kind of made tried to make it sound and i think they've they've done it for the most part is they were trying to do this conversion in as cheap a way as possible for people um, because they could have easily just done like straight reprints and said, okay, none of your 1.0 stuff works anymore. 
right. and we're just doing reprints and you know we're going to do a whole new game essentially and you have to buy everything all over again they didn't do that you know they they can they did the conversion kits which you know for a faction 50 bucks you you converted hundreds of dollars worth of ships for for with a 50 dollar conversion kit um that you and you got to keep using that plastic so there was you know that that in and of itself was you know a pretty good thing to for for a lot for the for the wallet <laughs> um and then you know now with these card packs they're they're kind of committing to that even more as you know saying that okay we're we're trying to do this conversion in as responsible a way as possible and not turn people off with like excessive prices so um I think that's uh I think that's pretty good at least that's that's the the way I see it at least so I know I know there's been argument over over the cost of going to two to 2.0 and stuff but you know the way I see it I think for what you're getting for with these packs and what you got out of the conversion kits um it's pretty good it's it's a pretty good value so yeah I agree um and and I know for me for one at least as a as a veteran player who had everything you know being able to go into these waves like wave six for example here i'm not going to buy any of the reprints i'm just going to buy the the two new ships so and that's been the case for the last you know in the last wave too so we've got these waves coming out where i'm only buying you know like two or three ships really i'm not i'm not like i used to a wave would come out and i would and i would buy you know 150 bucks worth of ships basically you know a couple of each of what you know and they were coming out with four or five ships at a time and in the in the 1.0 waves. So, um, so yeah, so it's, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of little bit, little bits of cost savings there, especially for, you know, the 1.0 converted players, but, um, all right. Well, anything else about this? Now that you'll be cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Joe's still there. Yeah. He's here. Yep. Fully awake. <laughs> Fully awake. <laughs> So, all right. Well, is there anything else we want to uh, talk about before we wrap it up for this evening? What do we got uh, coming up events-wise? Uh, well, we got the Orlando uh, hyperspace trial coming up September... 14th, I think. Yeah. Let me check. Just let me show. 14th. Yep. Uh, so that's the next big event here in Florida. Obviously, uh, the Buenos Aires uh, uh, Open will be this weekend coming up. Uh, we just posted the repaints uh, that we did uh, with uh, Luke Carrington from the Gold Squadron paint cast. Yep. Those look amazing. Uh, yeah. So happy to see those um, and, get, and sending them down there for prize support. Uh, hope they have a good turnout. Hope they have a good tournament. And just, yeah. Uh, we'll be happy just, to see the so, so just to elaborate on this a little bit, like what we did exactly, we... Um, so for Buenos Aires, you know, we, we kind of we wanted to do something for him. We collected um, swag from people and, and a lot and a lot of people sent us stuff. And Just thank you, everybody that donated. Yeah. Stuff to so us. thank you, everybody that donated stuff for, uh, for that. And um, so we had that stuff, but we wanted to do a little bit more. So um, we decided to uh, basically kind of get some uh, essentially faction prizes. I don't know how they're going to give these out. They can I, I, honestly, it's up to them. They, they can hand these prizes out however they like. But our kind of thought process was they were kind of like faction prizes so um we got one ship from each of the seven factions and um we sent them all up to uh luke carrington and um uh he him and gold squadron dion donated a couple ships so we we got five they got uh they bought a couple and then uh 
And then he painted them all up and uh, they're on their way with Dion down to Buenos Aires. And um, they uh, they look awesome. So uh, Luke does a fantastic job. So uh, definitely a big shout out to him and uh, and thanks for the, the fantastic work on these. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool prize. And, you know, hopefully they get they, they do hand them out as faction prizes. That would be, that would be pretty, pretty rad, I think. But yeah, that was the thought process. And it's back to that point that I made earlier it was just, you know, being able to bring your favorite faction and, you know, you, you don't need to win the tournament to get a top prize. And I'm sure, I mean, th there's already some buzz going on, which is nice. So yeah. Like, oh, I really want that Fang Fighter. The Fang Fighter so, is nice. Yeah, I like yeah. Fighter. Jaguar's colors. <laughs> uh, kind uh, of. Dolphin's colors, actually. Yeah, it's Dolphin's colors. What's the Dolphin? That's yeah, what I know. The Miami Dolphins. I got to um, say, I got to say my favorite thing about luke luke's paint style on these is his um the way he does the engine glow yeah um the way he kind of paints in like an engine glow is i i think just one of the coolest features of what he does um uh, mine is the the cockpits oh yeah the cockpits he puts too. a lot of detail into the cockpits which is really yep. really cool yeah uh you see the purple on the uh poe dameron and and just, yeah. uh, some of the other ships just has a little bit of detail uh just enough to to really make it pop um yeah so it's just really great i mean for me is this this is a, this is a done deal like yeah <laughs> i'll go to him well i love like uh, the I, know, I love like the tie fo he's got the he's got he gave it like this purple engine glow and he's got like the purple like on the inside of the the solar wings like kind of like glowing yeah. off the engine like that it, it, like it's just little detail things like that like you know he just does a great job so yeah. And just uh, anybody that doesn't know, he does um, on the Twitch uh, Gold Squadron podcast, um, I believe sometime in the middle of the week. I, I know I'm not sure if it's on the same day every week, but he does do a paint cast and he kind of shows some of his um, methods and, and some of the uh, some hints and stuff like yeah. that that he does uh, with his painting. So definitely take a uh, take a look uh, on the YouTube page. Uh, he's got plenty of uh, recorded Mm -hmm. uh videos of some of the stuff and and it's it's really cool watching yep. it. um uh, i think the some, learn some tricks of the trade oh uh, yeah to get you going i and i don't i'm not a painter like at all like i'm i've never never been a miniature painter at all I'm and terrible. i've and i've actually watched some of his paint casts because i find it interesting um it's probably not a hobby i'll ever get into but i do find it really interesting and like watching his airbrush techniques and stuff like that so I've actually watched the paint cast and I'm not a painter. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think he does it like Mondays and Thursday nights is his normal schedule. So, um, uh -huh. so yeah, if you want to keep an eye out for that, you can uh, on the gold squadron Twitch channel, you can, you can watch Luke do some pretty sweet paint jobs. So uh, yeah, just so again, just thanks to Luke. Thanks to uh, Dion and, um, and everybody who sent in um, swag and stuff to send down to Buenos Aires. Uh, I know. Oh, shout out to the Flat Better guys too, uh, yeah. Ryan Farmer for taking my big ass swag bag yep. <laughs> back to D, who's going to be flying it down. Yeah. Uh, the, the logistics. Who's going to be whole flying situation. down personally? Well, D, D yes, well, for, is is toing the tournament. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Good on. So him, one of the things that I discovered early was that shipping stuff to Argentina is a no go. Uh, I mean, Very expensive. It would cost uh, <laughs> upwards of two hundred, three hundred dollars to ship all this stuff down. Yeah. Um, so it's better to just have somebody 
just tag along and bring it in there. Yeah, look, luckily there was a few guys going down. You know, D D's going down to TO the tournament, and uh, and Dion is going down to uh, stream it. So, um, stream it. Yeah. yeah. Well, good on those guys, man. I appreciate that. Yep. So very cool. That's what but, I appreciate. Yeah, big actually. community effort, <laughs> which is really nice. It's the least. It's the least that we can do, I guess. Um, you know, obviously being a little bit newer to the community, um, and just uh, just happy to be you know, part of the event, I guess, you know, yep. even from all the way over here. So, yeah, well, we're, we're the, we're the closest, uh, Americans to them. So for, as far as the podcasters go, sure. so, <laughs> um, we're the farthest south, south and there's, there is a South American technically on the podcast. So yeah, I, my family is from Colombia. See, there you go. <laughs> so. Yep. So it, it felt like, it felt like something we should, uh, you know, try to be involved with a little bit. So, um, but anyways, good luck to everybody at the Buenos Aires Open. Uh, I know that that tournament's coming up this Saturday on the 10th, so um, I'm sure it's going to be a, a good time. So good times. Um, all right, so after that, yeah, so we already talked about the hyperspace trial in Orlando on the 14th. Uh, there's also the uh, Ancient City Con um, tournament that we, uh, that we are running through, like, the Crimson Guard, which is our kind of local Jacksonville playgroup uh on the 21st of uh of september so the week after that hyperspace trial so if you're in the florida area and are anywhere near north florida and, you, and you're you know looking for something to do that weekend you can come up to ancient city con um the tournament to that. there well there you go you can come uh sarah won them at uh, some cosplay contest oh yeah that's i forgot about that yes <laughs> yeah. yes my daughter won uh tickets to yes that. yes cool so, we have vip vip so um yeah so ancient city uh the entry fee or entry to the tournament is included in your in your ancient city con badge you know so so if you want to come uh and do the whole weekend or just the day or however you want to do it they have those options um, we're getting a fair bit of uh, prize support for that and I think it's all going to be it's going to be mostly given out raffle style so um, it's not super competitive this is mostly just about getting people out and playing and um, you know giving out as many cool prizes we can get I think uh, uh, Clay who is uh, one of our locals who who also runs tournaments um, is going to he's kind of leading up that, that charge a little bit more than me um, I'm going to help him with the, some of the organizing but uh He's been heading up the prize collection stuff, and I think he's, and I think he's been working with the con too. I think I think they're getting some stuff from, uh, from like uh, Lucasfilm and um, some other cool places. So, uh, hopefully, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good prize pool. I don't, I have no idea what's in it yet, but we'll find out soon enough. So <laughs> we'll all find out. Together. We'll all find out. Um, yeah. So there's that, and then uh, and then I think that's I don't know. That's kind of it. Like it's really just. Uh, for me, at least, I feel like I'm mostly just in world's prep mode at this point. Um, By that, I mean yep. just playing a Dragon Con. Uh, I will be, yeah, I will be yeah, playing Gen a Dragon Con. Con. Yeah. Gen Con was my world's prep. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will be playing at the uh, at the at the Dragon Con <laughs> tournament, which drunken open. the drunk the Dragon Con drunken open, um, where where people try to see who can play the best with a hangover. So. <laughs> Steve cheats, nice. he doesn't get hangovers. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's kind of my uh, that's kind of my winning strategy there. Um, <laughs> so the uh, yeah, so Dragon Con is the same weekend as the Nova Open. So uh, hence hence me not going so to the Nova Open. So we will not be Open. at that. Yeah, not will not be going to that. Uh, Have I'll fun. Be, I'll be at Dragon Con instead. So 
uh, for any uh, for any of you, and I know there's uh, there's some people out there that listen uh, that will also be at DragonCon who are who are not going to Nova oh, because yeah, of DragonCon. Oh yeah, for Dragon sure. Con. Find us at DragonCon. So, yeah, I don't know if we talked about that yet. Yeah, we should do an entire like episode about you should find us at DragonCon. Yeah, I mean, give us things. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let's just hang out. It's fine. Oh but yeah, the, yeah. The Atlanta guy, the Atlanta guys things. will all be there. They're they're all you know they're not going to miss DragonCon. So. Um, so yeah, so there should be uh, there should be a good fun crew of uh, of X Wing people at Dragon Con that uh, who are all skipping out on Nova. So <laughs> we'll send pictures of all the fun we're having. Yeah, exactly. So none of which is will be admissible in court. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it for me. You guys got anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. Good. All good. Oh, for shiz. All right. Well, I think it's time for the traditional saying, as it were. Dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. up.